What's going on, Music Dicks? Thank you for joining us for today's episode. Today we're going to be talking about some of our favorite, most influential albums of all time. All right, what's going on, fellow Music Dicks? Not much, Josh. What's going on? You see it. Another, another day planning out recording for another wonderful podcast. Eric, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm... Um- Surviving. Surviving. <laughs> I know that word, having children, surviving. Tristan's still a rock star. <laughs> yeah, Just right. Just like every other day of the week, he gets to party hard. We're going to bed early. Yeah, right. We would like to go to bed early. You know, yeah. sometimes we're awake. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about some of our favorite, most influential albums as musicians and just as music listeners as a whole. Um, I think you'll be surprised at some of the albums that we pick. I mean, some of the albums are probably a given, um, while some albums are going to be kind of off the wall. Or you know, For those of you that may know us or don't know us very well, be very different than what you would think. Tristan's shaking his head no. <laughs> yeah. A lot of Tool, a lot uh, of Zeppelin, you know. A lot of mine are probably just going to be really famous. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Tristan's got a couple of Pink albums in there. Ooh. Some No Doubt. Madonna. But Beethoven, some Beethoven. Nirvana. For Nirvana, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Tristan, we were talking, and Tristan was like, does Nirvana have 10 albums? Because I'm pretty sure if they yeah, they have 10, they're my favorite. <laughs> they're my all-time favorites, all 10 of them. Anyway, uh, let's get started in this today. We're excited to bring this to you, and we hope you guys are uh, excited to listen. The Music Dicks is brought to you by Crooked Fest. What's Crooked Fest, you may ask? Crooked Fest is a one-day music festival featuring six bands, those of which being The Crooked Roots, Hallion, Kayla Medlin, There Will Be Gorgons, Dearborn, and Howlin' Hollow. More bands to be announced. Admission is $10 at the gate. Bring your own food and beverages, and there are also campsites available if you would like to stay the night. Crooked Fest, coming to a field near you. It's crooked. All right, so as the host, I guess I'll kick everything off. I guess I'm the host. We're all co-hosts. So we'll start with me. And just so you guys know, we didn't rank these in any, like from 1 to 10 or anything like that. They're just kind of a list of 10 of our favorites or most influential albums. And I feel like we're going to probably talk about this one for a while, so we might as well just get it out there and get it over with now. Um, so one of the ones on my list is Dark Side of the Moon. I mean, okay, okay. it's Dark Side of the Moon. Well, I mean, it's a fantastic album. I mean, it is. To me, like people will argue, the wall is probably that's their favorite Pink Floyd album, or they think that's the greatest Pink Floyd album. I think Dark Side of the Moon's put together in a way where it's like listening to a movie in an audio form. Like everything just to me, that album just rolls together perfectly. Yeah, everything fits where it needs to be. It's just from front to the end is perfect. Not to mention Great Gig in the Skies on that, and Great Gig in the Sky to me is like a masterpiece in audio form to me. I mean, I just, I just think it's incredible. I think that's their quintessential album, honestly. Yeah. And I, I feel like if you don't know Pink Floyd, great. Or if you're not a huge fan of them or you're not super familiar with them, you've, you've seen either the album cover or you've heard money. (laughs) I mean, like, of course, being a kid, I I believe that just that you hear that cash register and that baseline come in. Like that's something that I remember very vividly. And like, I remember dark side of the moon was one of the first albums that I remember receiving from my father and him being like, here, here you go. Listen to this because I'm sure he bought me albums and they weren't necessarily as important to me. Um, as an album should be, I guess, a, a, a learning musician, however you want to say that. But like, I just remember how big of an impact that, cause I'd never heard anything like pink Floyd before. And like, I don't think they're, are many bands out there that are Pink Floyd? No, no not at all. No, I mean, you can do really none. well of trying to sound like Pink Floyd, and there's a lot of bands out there that sound like Pink Floyd, but like, oh, sure, but none of them actually capture the sound exactly. And we had kind of talked before we started recording. I am not a fan of Sid Barrett at all. I don't like the early Floyd albums. Neither do I. I feel like once Sid Barrett left the picture, that's when they became Floyd. Yep. Yeah. Um. 
And we'd kind of like the, it's really super trippy, but it's just too trippy for me in a way. Just like I'd, I wouldn't even say that. It's yeah. just too it, spread apart. It's not organized. Yeah, and I mean to each their own. You got any way you want to describe it? I just don't think it's good. That's how I'll nah, say. I'm not a fan of it either. Yeah, and honestly. I'm sure there's people out there that are like you're an idiot. Like Sid Barrett, Pink Floyd's incredible. That's great music. It's not for me, but to each their own. That's how music goes. It all hits us differently. Um, I mean, what can you say about Pink Floyd that hasn't been said by knowledgeable musicians like? David Gilmore is probably one of the best guitar players. Of oh, all time. easily, very oh. easily, very tasteful. I mean, you can pick him out when you hear him. It's one of those guitar players that you know it's him when you hear him. Oh, absolutely. He has one of the best clean tones in the game. Yeah, and I mean, Roger Waters. Yeah, one I mean, of the best lyrics. It's just it's 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 a great it's a great band. I mean, they're they're really really good. It's sad that it kind of ended the way they did because like my parents or my dad always talked about seeing Floyd, and it's like that was one of the bands that I really wish I'd got a, gotten to see before. I don't know, before they were gone. Waters yeah, is still too. touring. Well, and I mean, Gilmore's still making albums. Gilmore's still touring, and I think Roger Waters is still planning on touring. I don't like Gilmore by himself, though, that much. I do. I see. I like yeah. Gilmore by himself a lot better than I like yeah, Roger Waters. Waters. I agree. Um, there's an album, for those of you that care, uh, David Gilmore's, I think it's his first solo album after leaving Floyd. Uh, it's called Mahal's, Mahal's, something like that. I think it's an incredible album. It's Gilmore by himself. I'm not sure that he played all the uh, instruments on that. I think he did, but I may be wrong on that. For those of you that know, you know, don't don't fact check me on that one. But I think it's a great album. I like David Gilmore by himself a lot. Fact check him. Yeah, fact check me. Prove me wrong. But uh, I think that I, I think it's a great album. I, there's things we could say about Dark Side of the Moon all day long, but it, did it make your guys' list? Nope, not that album. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it would probably make my list if of it was a wider range or top you had more time ten to think of all about time, it. like greatest. Maybe mm. it would make my list. Yeah, I, I mean, I think but it's favorite. I mean, no. Don't get me wrong; I really like the album, but mm-hmm. um, one of the ones that was on my list was the Wall. Well, go ahead. We'll, we'll just kick off. We'll go to you. We'll talk yeah. about the Wall. Yep. I mean, I mean the wall, on Pink Floyd. Basically, everything you said about Dark Side of the Moon is what how I felt about the Wall. Yeah, because I mean, it just it tells a story very clearly. Well, I, I really like the Wall. Don't get me wrong; it is, I, it's got a lot of just awesome songs on it. It's got a lot of great songs. I, to me, like, and I mean, to each their own, I just don't think it's the album that Dark Side of the Moon is as a whole. Um, a lot of great songs on the wall, just to me, like I said, influential, whatever. We're not here to argue. I'm well, just no, saying, no. yeah. I just think Dark Side of the Moon, yeah, to me, hits, like, yeah, we are. Right, it's just like, the way Dark yeah. Side of the Moon hits you is the way the wall hits me. That completely makes I sense. I mean, hey, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, you're into that. Like, well, like, comfortably numb. Comfortably numbs on Very there, exactly. True. I mean, the wall, obviously. Another uh, brick in the wall. What is it? Uh, I'm just a new boy. Young Lust. Yeah, Young Lust. Is, there's a lot of great. That is such a funky song. Run, yeah. That's, there, that's yeah. a great song, there's too. There's a lot of great songs on the wall. Like, I'm not saying, don't think that I'm saying, like, th- hey, the I, wall. Doesn't I think have, they all just. I think like Wish fit. You Were Here is. That's my favorite. That's a, Floyd album. That's a good album, but yeah. I think the songs on the wall they just all fit together in a, in a really good way. And it's the wall's got a lot of tracks on it too. I think. So. Like I mean, where, yeah, I was gonna say songs. whereas Dark Side of the Moon's like ten, twenty six, something like that. I was gonna say it's a lot, but yeah, Dark Side of the Moon's ten. Once again, whereas I said Dark Side of the Moon is like a movie on audio to me, I, I believe the wall obviously is the same thing. It is, and I think that's something Pink Floyd was really good at was like making. Capturing yeah. just a picture in a whole album, making an album to where, almost. yeah, to where it's not, almost. it's not, yeah, it's not just music per se. It's, I mean, to me, it's like it's like watching a movie, but you're listening to a movie. That's right. how I look at it. Right. And the wall, I would say, is another perfect example of that too. Um, but like I said, there's a lot of good songs on the wall, and I think, like, I'm not holding the wall down or saying that it's not as good as Dark Side of the Moon because, in my opinion, I like Dark Side of the Moon better. Your opinion, you like the wall better, but I think Dark Side's better. But. Yeah, I mean, I mean to, I each had, to each their own. But 
Like, I wasn't here to debate that. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> the wall did actually have a movie with it, though. Well, it did. later on. Yeah, it did. I mean, it's really. I remember seeing the wall when I was like, I don't know, probably middle school, and I remember like going to school and being like, Hey, have you guys seen the wall? Expecting like teenage kids and adolescents to like know what the wall was. Like, I guess if they had cool parents, they probably knew what the wall was. Yeah. Or I had similar experiences in I middle school. I don't know that my parents knew that I was watching the wall. I don't know how they would feel about it either. I mean, my mom probably would have been like, whatever. And my dad would have been, my grandmother would have been like, that's Satanism. Like, you know, she, <laughs> she thought like everything was Satanism back in the day. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, you guys probably see the wall right around the same time for the first uh, time. Yeah. It was middle school, high school. Yeah. Probably seventh grade. Yeah. I was going to say so middle school. And like, I just remember rewatching it as an adult and, and like remembering like how fucked up I thought it was as a child and then like still thinking like this is oh, fucked it's up as an adult. Weird. It's definitely a little yeah. weird. I mean, a lot of drugs were made <laughs> or a lot of drugs were made. They probably were made, but a lot of drugs were taken during the process of this Absolutely. album and making this movie. But Oh, I'm sure. And I mean, not to elaborate on it much further, but like you think The Wall is 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 a better album? And I think Dark Side's a better album. Well, no, I wouldn't say better it's album. Just I, just, I, just, I like it more, and it's more influential to yeah. me. Okay, well then that's what we'll go with. Then forgive me, I, I misspoke. But I like I said, it's to me Pink Floyd is really good at if it's almost all their albums to me after the Sid era because I've already been there. I don't like the Sid era, but like all their albums are like a movie on on, on yeah. Uh, yeah on tape on vinyl on on CD whatever you want to say. But that I think they're really good at capturing that, and that's something that can be said about damn near all their albums. Oh yeah, so. Tristan, what do you got? So for me, my first album, not first album, but probably the 10th on the list here, is just the start of metal, in my opinion, in general, was Black Sabbath's oh, first album. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Nirvana, about Nirvana. You're right. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind what? <laughs> but um, their first album really changed the way that I looked at music. Was that, was it, was, is that, is that, is that self titled? Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. self titled album. Okay. Yeah, that, it had uh, the wizard uh, NIB on it. It had uh, behind the wall of sleep. I'm not gonna song, the song song. Black song. Sabbath, yeah, which was a true story. The story behind it yeah. is really crazy. I Why? remember when I first got into them, I, I heard the story of that song. I was like, "Whoa, it's pretty pretty wild." I'm not gonna lie, never listened to it. Really? Like I know who Sabbath is, obviously. I mean, that's that's one you need to listen to. Well, and I, absolutely, I think that's a good idea. We'll kind of like, well, all if we hear something. That we or some we hear one of us saying like we haven't listened to it or obviously Dark Side of the Moon and the Wall we've all listened to I would imagine that we've all yeah. listened to it's almost a crime if you haven't at this point you know uh, but I think we should kind of do that with like one album like hey I agree that I'm gonna go back and listen to um, Black Sabbath's first album yeah and I'll let you guys know what I think about it and we'll bring that to you in the future kind of okay. because I mean that's us introducing new music to each other you know what I'd I mean? like to listen to the Nashville Sound as well um, yeah we Nashville Sound's a Jason Isbell album for those of you that. Don't know, um, but um, I know I know who Sabbath is. Obviously, I mean Tony Iommi, mm. fucking Ozzy. So the story behind the this album in particular, uh, they were known as Earth before. They were kind of more of a jazzy sound. Yeah, I think band. I knew that. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the bass player and the drummer are both like jazz musicians. Yeah, and you get you get that feeling like Planet Caravan, and there's some other stuff that you can really hear that in. But yeah. um, he chopped Tony Iommi chopped his fingers off as yeah. like his last day of work and as the band well. was going to go. Mm-hmm. So that made him detune his guitar eventually. And that gave this way more grungy sound. Mm-hmm. And, um, when Ozzy came over one day to geezer's house, he brought this black book and they read this, this fucking story. Ge- geezer's about, a bass player. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Geezer Butler. Um, they read the story about, whatever it was and then that night geezer saw this black figure at the end of his bed with fiery red eyes and it freaked him out so much that he had to run away 
So that ended up being the title of that song because it happened on a Sunday. It was Black, Black Sabbath. Sabbath. Okay, gotcha. So that alone is just such a creepy thing, but it really was like the start of doom metal and just like really heavy industrial felt metal in general. That album for me changed my life. It changed my perspective on how I viewed guitar playing because Tony Iommi's playing on this album is amazing. And the tones he uses are much different than what you heard in 1969 yeah, they yeah. weren't light they were very heavy yeah. as opposed to you know the rolling stones the beatles everything yeah. else that was going on in those well, days and as i said not listening to this album i think that like being a music fan we all know that like a lot of people a lot of famous musicians say how influential sabbath was to absolutely them. Well, especially a lot of harder rocker metal bands whatever everything yeah. I've, I've said it before and i'll say it again uh, black sabbath basically are the the fathers of metal and they're the goats and to elaborate on that point, I think that their album 13 sounded much more like Black Sabbath, their first album, than any of their other albums did. Yeah. They went back to their original sound on their last album, and I thought that that was really, See, really cool. For me, obviously, I know Sabbath as, like, you know, your Iron Man's and stuff like yeah. that, but I don't Fair know enough. them in depth as an yeah. album. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know them as songs. So, like, I couldn't say, hey, that's really good. That's not. So, like I said, I'm going to, I'll, I'll, it'll be my project for the week to, go back and listen to this and, and let you know what I think. I haven't it. listened to a lot of Dio era Sabbath except for uh, Heaven and Hell. Heaven and Hell. That's the yeah. only one I'm really familiar when, when with. Was, when was Dio? Uh, when was his era? Hell, I can't. 80? Yeah, so I think they yeah. broke so, up in like 79. Was it, was it ever like anybody else other than Ozzy or Dio? No. no. Okay. See, I like Dio. Like, I don't know that I know any Sabbath no, the Their music. Oh, you probably know the song Heaven and Hell. Yeah, but their music didn't change too much. It, no, they really well, yeah, is I'm still just talking, really good. Yeah, I'm just talking straight from a vocalist standpoint. Yeah. I mean, I think Dio, like Rainbow, was killer. Mm-hmm. Um, Rainbow is amazing. Um, but what uh, it always blew Richie my Blackmore. mind, like it always blew my mind, how good of a singer Ozzy really was. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's a really good singer, but then like his highs are insane. Like it's, I mean, obviously later years we all seen the Osbournes, but it's crazy because like the man <laughs> right. can't put a sentence together, but he gets out and he still does it. He gets and out he there still and talks like that on stage. Yeah. When I seen him in two thousand seven, dude, he was still like putting out music today. Yeah, yep. and it's funny because I was telling Tristan about this. I went to Ozfest, I believe it was 07. And oh, 06. 06. I went in 07. and I was like fourteen years old. I think it was, and my little brother went. Uh, obviously, those of you probably don't know me or my family that much. You might, but my little brother's not one that you would picture seeing at an Ozfest. And my dad took us, and I remember the only reason dad wanted to go was specifically to see Ozzy, because dad was a big Ozzy guy, and uh, Ozzy wasn't there. And that was, like I said, I told you, it was the last year that System was a band before they broke yep. up, and like I got to see System, and they were ready to go. It was a whole thing. That's but cool, because we'll talk about System again. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ozzy never showed up and didn't play, so dad was like so bummed, but like, I don't know, there was a lot of great bands there. I'm not a huge metal guy like that, but there was a lot of... A lot of great bands. But anyway, not, not to get off track too much, I'll go back and I'll listen to this because I don't know this album as a whole. I probably should have listened to it a lot before. It's so you know? good. Hey, it's one you need to listen to. Yeah, and I, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll do that because I think that's, as one thing, as not only musicians, because hearing certain music uh, albums or musicians or songs or bands, whatever, it kind of shapes us or helps mm-hmm. us grow in this direction. Absolutely. Or so I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll go back and uh, I'll uh, listen to this. That'll so, probably be the only one you're going to want to listen to on that list. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, because if Nirvana's on there, I'm not listening to anything of it. But anyway, I I digress. (laughs) So um, let's uh, move on to another one by mine. So a lot of people know who James Taylor is, and a lot of people know songs by James Taylor. More specifically, I think Sweet uh, Sweet Baby James is probably like his biggest known album. But for me, Mudslide Slim and the the Blue Horizon is one of my most influential albums. I remember 
discovering this album. You know how Walmart has or used to have like the CD bins? Yeah. They were like $5, yeah. $3 less, whatever. What so I would just to? like, yeah, I would just go to those CD bins like when I was a teenager and just dig something out that like I didn't know. And I remember finding Sweet Baby James by James Taylor and then Mudslide Slim was in there as well. And Mudslide Slim, I mean, it's James Taylor. If you've heard James Taylor, you know what James Taylor sounds like. But to me, like, this is really, it's really a perfect example of capturing James Taylor's sound. I mean, there's probably some songs on here that your average James Taylor listeners would know. Um, to me, like, Machine Gun Kelly is one of my favorite songs on this song. And I'm talking about the song, not the rapper Machine Gun Kelly. But, uh, Hey Mister, That's Me Up on the Jukebox is another one you may have heard. Uh, You've Got a Friend is probably another big one. Love Has Brought Me Around. But... Mudslide Slim's on here, and I think that's um, a great song. Like I said, I think it's just a perfect example of James Taylor's sound in one album. I mean, he kind of had like uh, peaks and his downs, whereas some albums were really good and some albums weren't. But as a singer-songwriter, it's really influential to me in that way. I just I think James Taylor is one of the greats. And even if you're not into that singer-songwriter type stuff, I mean, dude was shooting heroin for a long time too. So like, you know, he wasn't just a singer-songwriter, flowers and lover. I mean, he was shooting heroin for a long time as well. But I just think... As a singer-songwriter, this perfectly uh, encapsulates him as a musician. And I, the Mudslide Slim and the Blue Horizon, if you haven't heard it, go check it out. I think it's great. I've not heard it at all. I've not, I'm not familiar with it. See, and this I've is, not listened to a lot of James Taylor, actually. I probably need to. Yeah, me neither. I love James Taylor. I think that James Taylor is probably one of the best singer-songwriters of all time. His guitar playing is amazing. Yeah, his guitar. I mean, his, his finger-picking and his, his yeah, style is very, absolutely. very Jesse great. used to play a lot of that. Um, but... Uh, it's 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 a, it's a really good album, and then, like I said, if you haven't listened to James Taylor, you know go back and listen to James Taylor. I mean, a lot of a lot of people know who James. I mean, uh, uh, Carolina in my mind, and all that. I mean, he's got big songs that people know of. But this is my favorite album by him. And like I said, when we started, there's going to be some of these albums where like you guys aren't going to have much to say about it because you haven't listened to it, or you don't know much about it. You know what I mean? Right, right. And then we're going to have some albums which are big that we're well, all gonna well, talk like about. like my next album. If you don't know it, I don't know where you've been living. Okay, well, go ahead. We will lead into that. Back, back in Black by ACDC. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> if, you, if you don't know that, I don't know who you are. I mean, it's ACDC. Yep. I just, I think dates. that is, um, not only is it their biggest album, because it is, it is just... Biggest, well, you mean just by, like, sale? Like, yeah, sold? it's one of the best-selling albums of all time. Yeah. Um, and it's, just, it's just one of their best. It, it really just captured their sound. There's some songs on this that I like. I mean, that I think are good ACDC songs. Yeah. I mean, well, in my opinion, there's only like two songs on there that I'm not the craziest about. Yeah. But the rest, of them, are, the rest of them are bangers. Um, what is it? I think, uh, what's the name of that? Well, song? while you're looking, I think, you know, for me, Hell's Bells is pretty memorable. Shoot to Thrill is another one that's pretty memorable. It's, it's got a ton of hits Shout on it. Yeah, Back in Black is another, obviously. Have so, a drink on me. Have a drink. My favorite yeah, ACDC that, that just... Reminds me of Beer Fest every single time. <laughs> yeah. But that, one of my that, favorite songs to play, too. I remember that riff was always like something that I really, really liked growing up when I first started playing guitar. Uh, you Shook Me All Night Long. I mean, I remember going to PNC Park as a kid, and like, that was a song that they would play mm-hmm. all the freaking... Giving the oh, dog yeah. a bone. You know that's I mean? a great song See, as that's, well. See, that's one of the ones that... It's not my favorite on the album. Really? I, I like the song. I like all the songs. Um, I mean... This is, so this is 1980. It came out in 1980. So obviously this is Brian and it's not Ball. It came out, it yeah. was the very was next the album. first album? It was, it was the first, first, it was the first, first Brian album. Yeah. And I, I don't know, we've probably touched, I mean, we've touched only... on it probably between us, but not as anything we've recorded. Like, to me, ACDC was leaps and bounds better with Bon Scott. I think he's just a better, I'll say he's a better singer. Brian's a really good front man. You know oh yeah, I mean he's a really good front man. I don't think he has he doesn't have any. I think he replaced him very very well. Well, but 
the I, music itself kind of just dropped off, in my opinion. After. Uh, in spots, I mean, because they got some albums that are definitely yeah. not. But the Razor's well Edge is great. Yeah, I mean that was that was when they got their next hit yeah. after after uh, for those about to rock. Yeah, because you know after for those about to rock, I mean a lot of their shit was just no they one had really who made who. Yeah, and, uh, which was yeah, it was a pretty decent hit. Um, well, to me. I grew up on ACDC. I mean, this is something yeah, that my absolutely. parents... Yeah, absolutely. I can be like yeah, four years I think, old yeah. singing I think we can deeds. all kind of agree to that. And I think that's kind of like our age thing because of our parents of their ages. You know what I mean? They were oh, listening yeah. to what they listened to when they were our age when we were growing up. And I mean, I think a lot of us are introduced to ACDC that way. It's not like ACDC is one of those bands that we kind of just stumble upon ourselves as we get older. No. You know? And it's like, as I was going to mention earlier, we were talking about Pink Floyd. Like, in my high school, or Tristan and I's high school... Of course, Tristan's a few years younger than me, but I'm assuming it's still the same thing there. And I'm probably sure it was the same thing that you went to Liberty, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. we came so, out to yeah. Thunderstruck. Well, well, no, football. What, what I was going to say was, I remember, especially Pink Floyd, like everybody and their brother had a Pink Floyd t-shirt in high school. Oh, sure. but Yeah, absolutely. Who actually listened to Pink Floyd. Well, that's what I was about to say. Same thing with ACDC. Mm-hmm. Like everybody had the back and black shirt or like yep. the, just the Walmart dark side of the moon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like some of those people had no idea what they were listening to. Or, I mean, what they were wearing. <laughs> you walk up to them like, I love that album. I was like, yeah. well, what album? <laughs> yeah, cool, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Mom bought me this shirt. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, to me, like as I was saying, like, I think Bond is a better singer. Um, I don't think many people would um, disagree with that. Here's the way I put it. Bond sings, Brian screams. Yeah. No, that's a perfect example. Um, I kind of disagree with that. I think Bond screams better, to be honest. Well, I'm just talking about straight. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I just think that Bond's a better singer yeah. altogether. Um, not, yeah, but not they to, both have just the rasp, deep, though. Not to get too deep into the history, but if you yeah. if you go back and listen to Brian was in another band, uh, Jordy. Yeah, Jordy. Yes. If you listen to any Completely of their stuff, different vocals. Yeah, he yeah. sings, and he's actually got a great singing voice. Well, yeah. and I think that's what it was. It doesn't even was, sound like him. You no, would have no idea. You, yeah, I, I think he came in trying to replace Bond, and he did the best that he could to he, beat Bond. I think he is one of the best transitions ever in music, as well, far as did, losing a vocalist. With, or, and with Back in Black, yeah, they were. The band was just it. so down. Think about and with, it. And with that album, they just kind of came out swinging. Can you listen to any other band that loses a vocalist, that loses... Look at a lot of different bands. Well, yeah. That lose um, a player. Yeah, and, well, I agree. But a vocalist vocalists even. and guitar players are like one of some of the most noticeable yeah, members. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You it, notice it well, every time. It's like, like, not to like dive into like the history of ACDC like you had said, Eric, but like this is their first album without Bond and their first album with Brian. So it's kind of a notable thing to say about it. Um, I, I just, I always thought the Bond has a better singer. And I remember at, at a young yeah. age, listening to ACDC and then I found out, hey, this is a different singer than what was on their earlier stuff. Like mm-hmm. I always thought like, hey man, that's a great it's hardly noticeable, but as you grow older, like it's very, very oh, noticeable. Oh, yeah, it's very, very Night noticeable, day. especially after Back in Black. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like you said with him screaming, like Bond had that really high register. Yeah. You know, that he could get to, and like you could hear Brian getting there, but it was almost like a screamer forced. So yeah. I would argue that Back in Black is their most different album away from what they were doing originally. Well, th- that is actually true because uh, I read the book not too long ago, the ACDC book. And, you would. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you love ACDC. Um, and Back in Black was actually their most produced album. You can hear it very, very clearly. Oh, yeah. The rest of their albums sound raw, especially with Bond singing, well, and he has a more raw voice. But even away from that, they're musically, Back in Black for me is their most eclectic album as far as scale choicing goes, yeah. as far as well, even I drum beats, too. I understand what you're saying. And like to the to the normal music listener, they might not understand the production and like quality of them, certain albums. Because it's like, it's crazy... You listen to certain albums, like I like Mastodon a Technology lot. Technology too, but and, and people hate on Mastodon, but like if you listen to Mastodon albums, like 
the production quality on them are not good at all. And it's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> to me, I don't think they're very good at all. And it's like, we were kind of messing around yeah. with John Mayer earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, John Mayer's early albums, the production on it, were not good at yeah, all. Marilyn to, Manson has a bunch of albums that to are me, just like, terrible. It sounds like they're recorded with a toaster. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, I mean... ACDC makes sense. I mean, you're a big ACDC That's a great fan. album choice, though. They're probably, honestly. yeah. I mean, I think Parridge, to me, is my favorite ACDC theme. album. But, I mean, ACDC, I don't think, is very influential to me. But, I mean, to each their own, once well, again. I mean, when I started learning how to play music, I was I was a big into rock and roll. That yeah. could probably be a, a favorite of mine that isn't that influential in my playing. I could yeah. see that. See, but once again, if I was just talking about like some of my favorite albums, like Power Ridge would like Power Ridge would be the number one ACDC album in my list. That I mean, it's be, a good album. Don't get me wrong. I just like Power Ridge, and like we talked about, like not on the on not on the podcast, but Power Ridge to me like doesn't have hits, but to me it's just a kick ass album. Yeah, it is a kick ass album. I like right. High Voltage in my opinion. Yeah, okay, I think that's probably my favorite older ACDC album. All right, what do you got for us, Tristan? Um, Scars on Broadway's first album. Don't even know who Scars. I on have Broadway. no idea so, who that is. Here we go. The guitar player from <laughs> System. Okay, Darren McCallion. Yeah. Okay, that's his side band. Okay. And when you start to listen to that first album, you very, very quickly realize that man is System of a Down with yeah. Surge singing. No, I mean I, to me like Surge. Well, I mean I haven't listened to him, but like to me Surge is is that's what re- is recognizable. And you, him. yes, but as far as playing and the music goes, you can one hundred percent hear that he is like all of System of a Down. Everything that he does... I can understand that. I mean, his guitar playing, when you hear System, I mean, his guitar playing stands out. It's, I mean, it's so, on the first album, though, it is John Doleman from the System of a Down, their uh, drummer, mm-hmm. on the first album. On this, on his um, latest album, the one that came out in 2018, I think, um, it's him playing drums. You know what, so though? He does everything. He plays bass, vocals, and guitar in this album, and it's so, so good. Like, I, every single song is amazing. I kind of see what you're saying because Serge's solo stuff, I didn't care. It's for. a lot different. I didn't care for Well, it. he doesn't have a musician. He has no, it's not Darren playing, so it yeah, sounds completely yeah. no, different. All I was saying was, like, I don't. I didn't. I didn't care for it like yeah. I cared for system. So, so if uh, to an average listener, if listen, if you had heard Lonely Day, maybe that was your only system song, and you heard this album, you would think that this was System of a Down. Like you would literally not even know. Lonely Day is not a bad song, but like no, it's not, I, it's I, not great system to me. I, I don't think that they've made a bad song. To be honest, I think they really? may have two or three. Wow. Like. I really, really hold System in high regard. I think System's a great band. I think they're one of the greatest bands ever if you look at their discography as far as making bad songs. Well, I mean, Teacher, and there's people out there that think Nirvana is the best band ever. But uh, Yeah, all, but all as far as to... songwriting goes, they don't, they're don't. they so different in their choices all the time. He, But at the same time, is still very true to what System does. Yes, to me, like I, I really like early System. Because like, to me, System kind of went in an arc as well as a lot of bands do. Like Their early stuff doesn't necessarily sound... Very, very similar to the like later Sugar, stuff. dude. I love their first album. Yeah, I, that's not it's not one of my favorites. To me, Mesmerize is my favorite system mm-hmm. album. So uh, that's their newest one. No, not newest. Hypnotize was after Mesmerize. Yeah, but there there was a, it was like a double album. Yeah, I'm just but Mesmerize to me had like to me BYB was really one of those yeah. like that's when it became real, almost radio friendly. Like yeah. system was like no, I, yeah, playing I on the radio that. with that. I mean, Chop Suey was obviously a big song as well, mm-hmm. but um, BYB was really like, and they still play BYB on like. You know, oh radio, yeah, the rock radio Chop stations suey, toxicity. Yeah. I don't, see, and that for me, all of the radio stuff is the worst system for me. I think a lot I, of their. I other would shit probably agree. I think toxicity. Toxicity is one of their best albums. I think toxicity is a great. All album. Of, I can't. Argue, yeah. 
to me, I just really like Steelers album is everyone's worst in my opinion, and even that album is amazing. Album Boom, Chicken Stew, like yeah. Inversion. But what, uh, once again, to me, like I'm that sorry. earlier system sounds a lot different than what you're hearing on like Toxicity, Mesmerize, and Hypnotize. Yes, and though. it's almost think, harder to me. Oh, yeah, for sure. It that's was a lot I mean. heavier, but yeah. like I, they got more produced. Rick Rubin, that's another one. Well, that yeah. I'd like to talk about him mm-hmm. in the future, but yeah. he uh, he produced the, all of their albums. Um, but. You can still hear it. Uh, he didn't produce Scars on Broadway, and you can still 100% hear what Darren's doing by himself on the Scars album. It's one I would recommend that you listen to. Yeah. It's more of a punk feel. I mean, a lot of their a lot of their stuff is. It's three-minute songs. Like, yeah. System doesn't have too many six- and seven-minute well, songs, not if a any, jam band. actually. Yeah, they're not a jam band. Yeah, they keep everything pretty cut they're short. Not and that, that's kind of what I love about Darren. It's, he's a pretty um, refreshing break from some of the more progressive stuff that I like to yeah. listen to. Well, I mean, have you listened to a lot of System, Eric? No. Oh, dude, they're they're I mean, amazing. They're know, one of the best I mean, bands ever. I don't care what anyone um, says. You said Chop Suey. I know that song. Yeah. That's that's about the extent of my system of down And every single song on that album continues to kill. So, like, I mean, Toxicity is an amazing album. Dear Dance. No, I like, think Toxicity is a great. I like for if somebody if I'm if I'm sitting down with somebody that has not listened to a bunch of System, yeah. I'm not going to give them Toxicity to listen to. Because I feel like toxicity is still that like that chunky guitar. Yeah, it is. It's a lot. Where, where to me, mesmerize is almost it's a little softer. It's yeah, softer and radio cleaner, video. But yeah. you're still getting soldier side. But you're still yeah, getting system. You're still yeah, getting system. But it's not that's if, to to me. If I'm saying, hey, you've never listened to System of Down, System of Down before, go listen to mesmerize. Yeah, because that's like an intro to system mm-hmm. to me. To where like if you go back and you're like, hey, let, go listen to toxicity or go listen to. Um, I'll uh, steal this out more. Uh, you know, some of the earlier ones, like it's the, to me, like I said, it's a little harder. And for somebody that doesn't necessarily like that harder type of music, they're not going to yeah. get into it as easily as somebody would listen to Mesmerize, I think. Yeah. And I mean, like, obviously, we're talking about what, what's the name of the band? Scars on Broadway. Yeah, we're talking about Scars on Broadway. So, like, for me to say, hey, Eric, go listen to the system, it's not the same thing. I mean, like you said, it's very similar. It's, dude, I, listen, when you listen to this album, you're going to be like, that's not system. Like, it, except you don't well, have Surge. That's pretty well, see, much your that's, only that's feel. And even thing. his new album feels like that. Like, Surge and Darren, their mm. voices. This is meld so well. Yeah, their right voices together, went like, really well together. And it's like, you hear, you, Sur- you hear Surge. I mean, Surge is what you hear, but like, Darren's like, I don't want to say harmonies, but sometimes yes, he does. Sometimes no, but just his backing vocals are really, really present in system. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to them, very listen to them in, in a large capacity, you can really hear Darren's vocals. But um, I like I said, this might be something you want to check out, Eric. I don't know, I can't describe it for you, but I would definitely recommend if you haven't listened to a lot of system, go listen to Mesmerize because I think that's a very anything you listen to is going to be good. <laughs> I mean, I love system, so like I would say like I can put on any system album and enjoy it. But for somebody that hasn't listened to a bunch of system, I wouldn't recommend going and listening to their early stuff unless that's the kind of the type of stuff that I know that that person's yeah. going to like. Right. I mean, there might be some homework for me to to try to get find some you system should, of the down stuff that I like. Listen, Scars on Broadway, I'm telling you, listen to that first album. It is so so good. It is one of my favorite albums. All right, Josh, what do you got next? Okay, so for me, I, I'm trying to like give us some albums that maybe we can have conversations about instead of just me saying, "Hey, this is a really good album. You should check it out." And you guys don't have anything to say about it. I'll just I'll just go with this one. The Black Crows are really really influential to me. I think the Black Crows. Oh yeah. Are, are, oh, me too. I think oh, yeah. they're a great. I think they're a great representation of almost Southern I mean, Nirvana's rock. Is but better, like, but yeah. Okay, here we go. Somebody's been drinking too much <laughs> talking about Nirvana over there. So for me, my favorite um, Black Crows album is the Southern Harmony and Music Companion. Um, there's probably 
a lot of songs on that album that people are familiar with. Um, and there's probably a lot of songs that people aren't familiar with. To me, Remedies on that album, which yeah, is a Sting Me's on that album. Yeah. To me, like the song that stands out to me in that album is Thorn in My Pride. Oh, that's a good one. I think Thorn in My Pride is a really, really, really good song. But I mean, there's once again, like the only real hits are probably Remedy and Sting Me. Yeah. And they're the first two songs on that album. But to me, the Black Crows are like a perfect blend of alternative kind of 90s rock that was coming out, but also like your your parents' rock and roll as well. Yeah. It's like Southern rock mixed with blues rock mixed with, it's just, the Black Crows were a great band to me, and it's a shame uh, that they're not like still putting out a bunch of albums like they used to. I think they just, they're either going on tour or putting out an album. Well, it was, if I'm not mistaken, I think his name's Christopher Robin, like Chris Robin. Is Chris release. Robinson? Robinson, maybe? Yeah, it's Robinson. Yeah, him and his brother are like, his brother's the, a guitar the singer player. and guitar player. Yeah. They're brothers, and I think they had like a spat for a long time, and that's the reason yeah. they weren't together. Their cover of, um, oh, what is it, baby? Hard to handle. Yeah, hard to handle, because that's originally Otis Redding, I believe, yeah. so it is. That's a really good cover. People know that probably more than they know Otis's version. Yeah. Anybody you talk to is going to know the Black Rose version over anything else. Yeah. And another big one, obviously, is She Talks to Angels. That's oh, probably... That's a, that song's huge. Being in a yeah, bar I band... I think that's probably their biggest thing. Yeah. Being in a bar band, people ask for She Talks to Angels all the time. Oh, I, we used to play I, all the time. I know that for sure. Yeah. and and But to me, like, if you haven't listened to the Black Crows and a whole album's worth or ingested like a whole album you just know songs like check this album out because I think it's a perfect blend I'll have of to work. do that because yeah. I'm not listening yeah, to any of the check this album out oh, you, you need to this is a good album they always had such a unique sound that I really appreciated yeah, yeah they're very unique in the way that they sound it's very and Chris, Chris uh, not only vocally but like yeah I was gonna say his voice is, is very differently but yeah they, they were doing a lot of stuff that that was very different than your kind of because 92 was grunge I mean grunge when did grunge really hit was like the early, early, it, 90s, it was early right? 90s yeah, I mean, Nirvana's first album was 88. Was it 88? <laughs> yeah, it is actually a lot it wasn't older. wasn't Nevermind, though, right? When, when no, Nevermind, Nevermind come was out like 94. I was, was going to say like early 90s, mid 90s. Like yeah. So, I mean, you got to figure this was a big grunge uh, grunge time was Soundgarden, man. They weren't, time, they weren't putting out grunge in 92. They were putting out like Southern rock, basically, Roots yeah, Rock. Yeah, which right. is a little bit and different. I mean, you had Little Skinner's yeah. uh, had a really good album in 90. I don't remember which one no, it was. Didn't. Yeah. No, they didn't. Skinner didn't make a good album after the plane crash. Yeah, they do. No. Dude, come on. No. No. Mm. No. Mm. I'm sorry. Ronnie Van Zant was Skinner. Whatever. All right. I mean, I'm not All saying right. like he's the only reason Skinner, but like his brother, not a bad singer or anything like that, but like he's, he's just, it's, it's not, not Skinner. Same. It's not Skinner. I that, but to me, all I can didn't. do is write about it, dude. Whatever. What do you mean? That's an old one. That's man. an old that's one. Not, that's not. Yes, yes, it, it is. is. What? Yes. Yeah. All I can do to write about it is old, my friend. That is Ronnie singing that's, on that song. That's, that's a Ronnie song. Yes. All I can do is, yeah, that's, that's, that's Ronnie. That's Ronnie. Why do you look at me like you just seen the Ghost <laughs> Dude, of Christmas Past, so. my friend? Yes, I know Dude, so. Oh. What album was it on? Oh hell! Uh, you're really gonna make me look this yes, up? Yes, because I'm telling. I'm you. gonna look it up too. Hold on, let me find the I'm answer. I'm telling you. It let was me like find, 91, 92. We're gonna find the answer to your question. All right. So all I can do is write about it. Was on "Give Me Back My Bullets," which was 1976, not 1991 or 92. All right, I was wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. It's not <laughs> a big deal. I mean, it's not like we know more. We just knew that. Anyway, you're young. It's not. You got plenty of time Ooh, to learn. Trust me. <laughs> You'll figure it out when you upset. But yeah, that was the album before Street Survivors. Originally, the Street Survivors cover had them standing in the street and there was flames all around them. I don't know if you guys know that album cover, but that's what yeah. the album cover originally was released as. The plane crash happened. They pulled everything off the shelves and then had to put another album out without the fire around them because they were worried about them, the plane crash and the fire engulfing them in flames, the people dying and the thing. So that's kind of a cool little fun fact for you there. Fun fact for you for the day. All right, fine. 
<laughs> there's, Any, your, there's your fun fact. Anyway, to jump off your Black Crows and their distinct sound, um, my next album is The Whippoorwill by Blackberry Smoke. Yeah, and I can't say enough good things about Blackberry Smoke. I've seen them in concert twice. Oh, I'm jealous. And I haven't <laughs> seen them haven't just of. haven't seen them just in concert, but I went to Farm Aid and they played like a 45 minute to an hour set. Both oh, okay. Times. Um, I knew about them before that. They are Skinnered reinvented today, I think. Oh, yeah. And they do a really, really good job out of it. They're such a killer band. They're very Southern rock with also kind of a country undertone. Not much, but it's there. It kind of. Uh, also kind of bluesy rock in a little bit of ways. But it's, they really uh, they really um, show it, that Southern rock kind of really, it's, it's really the essence of Skinnered. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean by that. But no, it's it's another great album and a lot of good songs it's, on that album it's got it a, as well. It's like my one of my favorite songs off that album is Pretty Little Lie. Pretty Little Lie is a great song. Oh. You know, not to talk about band practice or anything here, but we need to implement some Blackberry Smoke because I'd totally be fine with doing Blackberry Smoke. Oh, I'd love that. If you're listening out there, Blackberry Smoke, we're just joking. We're not going to play any of your music. Um, <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, so you don't know them at all? No, I've listened. I've heard the name. I feel like I've heard a song or two, but. I'm not familiar with the I'm, word. I'm no. trying to think. There's one song that, like, uh, there's some stuff off. Yeah, the, there's. that's what albums. I was just looking up, was there's one song that I can think of, but I can't find it. Uh, to me, to me, the, like, Whippoorwill is probably, like, their most known album, I would say. It, it is. Um, I don't know. Six Ways to Sunday is another big one. I mean, to me, like, every song on this album is a very, very good song. This is another great choice that I, like, is, it's a very good album to me. I don't know if it's, like, super influential on me, but, like, it's, it's a great album in a whole. It has definitely. Everybody knows influ- she's mine. Another good one, One Horse yeah. Town. I mean, I can just scroll. One down. Horse Town is a fantastic yeah. song. I mean, there's a lot. The Whippoorwill is a great song too. Yeah, but you can just go down. Like to me, like the first like seven songs on that album are so strong that like even if the rest of the songs on the album weren't great, it would still be a great album. Oh, for sure. No, but like if you haven't listened to Blackberry Smoke, you definitely should listen to Blackberry. The Smoke. The Whippoorwill is definitely an album I would recommend you listen to if you haven't. Yeah. Okay. I'll definitely check. If that you're out, just but. getting into Blackberry Smoke. Go and listen to the Whippoorwill because I think it's a great album. Okay. I agree 100%. What do you got for us, Tristan? All right. Seasons in the Abyss from Slayer. Oh, Slayer. Yeah, I'm not going to have much about this, so uh, you can go ahead and talk. Absolutely. Um, it was probably one of the most influential albums on my playing. It was probably one of the albums that I learned the most riffs from. Spirit of Black, War Ensemble, Dead Skin Mask, Skeletons of Society, Temptation, Born of Fire, Blood Red. Expendable Youth. Every song on this album, I probably learned at least a riff or two from. To me, this is a perfect example of how different we are as musicians. Absolutely, because like you guys have never listened to James Taylor in depth, but like I like Slayer. Slayer does absolutely nothing for me. I'm in that same boat. To me, it's it's speed thrash metal that just does nothing. Absolutely is. It's like see, can we play it any faster? Can we do anything faster? (laughs) I mean, trust me. That was the point of their solos. Actually, was it didn't even have to make sense. They just wanted to play it. Most people. Fast I don't want to say most people. Possible. If you know who Slayer is, you probably know what Raining Blood is. And I remember growing up in high school and like the people that listen to Slayer, like the only song they knew was Raining Blood. Yeah, that was probably me because I never listened to Slayer that much. But that's, to me, it, that's the only song I'm really familiar yeah. with. I've listened to other Slayer and I just don't like Slayer. I mean, I, I know that. Like I know that. Mm-hmm. I probably, I actually know that I learned to play that intro to Raining Blood at some point. But like. You know, this is why we're different, and this is what I wanted to bring up and say that because, like, Slayer wouldn't even come into like yeah. something that I would listen to. Yeah, like I wouldn't put on Slayer and be like, "Yep, I'm gonna have me a glass of bourbon, smoke me a cigar." <laughs> like that's not it's not something that I'm gonna set back relax, no. relax yeah, and yeah. listen to. And that's why we're different because yeah. this is something that obviously you would listen to. Yeah, this is something I jam going down the road. This is something I used to listen to all the time. I mean, it's just angst in general. I love Slayer. I love uh, Jeff Hanneman's guitar playing. Seasons in the Abyss, the song itself is very 
drawn out for Slayer, I thought that it, it's pretty much the my favorite Slayer album as far as you're talking about Rain in, Rain in Blood. That one had, you know, Raining Blood. Um, yeah, I just, it does nothing for me at all. I'm not going to say that, like, I couldn't listen to it because, like, mm-hmm. the I, one thing that I can say about music is I try to, like, if, if I don't like something, I still try to find something about the music that I can enjoy or appreciate. See, and that's where I'm at with it. Maybe, like, I could try to get through this album, but... <sighs> It'd be rough on me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, Angel of Death, though. I couldn't think of yeah, it. Piece I agree. By piece. This album, Rain and Blood, had a bunch of really good ones, too. But uh, see, I just... I, it, if you listen for just guitar work, you could probably get a lot more out of it than you think. But it's the heaviness. Maybe. It's the vocals. It's the but things see, like, like not that. To, Learning how to play Not it. to throw another band in there, because I don't want to say they're similar, but I want to say maybe in the same realm. Like, not to, not to, to bash anybody or bring anybody up, but it's not one of our favorite albums. But Pantera, for instance. Yeah. Dimebag, mm-hmm. incredible, incredible guitar player. Yeah, I almost feel like Pantera kind of dumbed him down as like his playing in Pantera was dumbed down. It's not as good as it could have been to me because I feel like that's Pan- very true. Pantera because he stuck to being heavy instead well, yeah, of doing well, everything that he could. Pantera's early like gla- like glam rock stuff. Yeah, very very different than oh absolutely. You know, it was very display, more Randy Rhodes oriented yeah, as, your, as opposed to heavier. Your vulgar display of power and all that stuff. And I feel like. I don't know. A lot of people like Pantera, but like Phil to me, terrible frontman. Oh, dude, you were insane. He is he is quite literally one of the best metal vocalists to ever exist. Yeah, and that's where I would completely disagree. There's no his highs and his lows. The I've, way he can do highs like Judas Priest, and if you listen to Scour, his other bands, his lows are just like you're. He, it doesn't yeah. even sound human half the time. I just I don't think it's good. I think it's, that anybody could sing for Pantera and it would sound better. Nah. Uh, and a lot, I'm probably going to take a lot of a lot of crap for that because there's probably sure. a lot of people out there that really like Pantera that are probably going to call me an idiot. But at the same time, I think that Dimebag's probably one of the best guitar players to ever play. I think that he was very influential on in a lot of the guitar Benny players out well. there nowadays. Yeah. Um. But uh, like I said, I think that. It, he could have been better. I feel like Pantera. The, the, he he had more to give. Is what is how I want to say. Yeah, that. he could have, if he would have been where you were talking with about somebody like Ozzy. He could have been way more yeah. versatile with. Well, his, like, you were kind of talking about Slayer and, and, and like me being able to pull yeah. out just like guitar from it. Mm-hmm. Where to me, like I listen to Pantera, and I'm like, man, Dimebag's such a great guitar player. Yeah. But then that was Phil, one of his biggest influences. But then though. Phil starts singing, and I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. nah. Phil is. I promise. Phil has what I think four bands: Super Joint. Ritual, Scour, Pantera, and Phil and Sumno and the Illegals. Well, they are all really, really me, good bands. And I'm almost positive, like Phil joined the band and it changed Pantera and how they sound. Oh, absolutely. Because Phil's like, listen to Slayer and listen to all this stuff because it wasn't stuff that they did, necessarily yeah, were into. I mean, exactly. For, to to a certain degree, yeah. And I mean, Slayer's not on our list. I just, I mean, Slayer is on your list. Pantera's not on our list. But like, you would, you would. I, Pantera I would just, didn't make my list, and that was probably. I don't. I don't even have an honorable mention for it, but it could have. Well, I was just all I was trying to say was where you had said that I could probably appreciate the guitar from Slayer yeah. as one of the main things. I was just trying to kind of liken that to me appreciating Dimebag as a guitar player, but not really mm-hmm. thinking. Pantera well, Dimebag was much more versatile. I mean, his rhythmic playing was yes. a lot different, He's and very, his, he had well, and like way I said, more style. To listen him to the differences in, through the albums for Pantera. Like it's a very different time. Like Slayer is always considered as thrash metal, but I don't. I don't agree with that at all. They're way more like death metal and way more. To me, it's speed in the metal. harder roots, speed metal. Yeah, I'm but sure. that's not thrash metal. If you listen to Anthrax and them too, they're completely different. Yeah, but if you, there's so many different subgenres of metal. I mean, yeah, you could, you could argue that all day. I did, it's it's really metal good. to me. Rhythmic 
preference or not rhythmic preference, but rhythmic yeah. choice is usually what defines a genre in my opinion. Mm. All right. So that is three albums a piece for us. So if you guys are listening, you've got to this point in the podcast, you've heard nine different albums that we have all talked about. Some that we talked about in depth and some that we didn't really have much to say about. Either way, we like these albums for a reason and we think you guys should check them out. Um, you know, I think that one good thing about this podcast is not only are we going to be able to like grow as music consumers, but like we're going to maybe find some things that we really like that we didn't know even existed or some things that like we thought weren't great. And then we listened to it in depth and realized how much how much better it was than what we originally thought. Um, things we maybe want to hate on more. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well. I don't think anybody's going to sway me on my opinion of Nirvana. I'm sure if you guys continue to listen to this and we get you to like will. You will episode, be swayed slightly. I don't think so at all. But we get to like episode 900 and you're like, yep, Josh still doesn't like Nirvana. I think that's a possibility. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to be there with you too. Yeah. So anyway, check out our Facebook page, um, the, Music oh, Dicks on, yeah, the Music Dicks on Facebook. So if you guys have any questions, concerns, comments that you guys would like to send to us, uh, you can do that on our Facebook page and just send them a message on there. But you can also send us an email at uh, musicdicks at gmail.com. You can do that. We're going to have a, uh Instagram page up in the works soon. We're also going to have a web page up in the works very soon. But uh, I think most importantly, tell your friends. If you enjoy this podcast, tell your friends about it. Let this thing grow. Help us grow this thing so we can get, uh, get it to many uh, as many listeners as possible. That way, this grows. We can reach people. And then we, you, we get ideas from you. We want to make this. Let us know. Yeah, we want to make this a, a big uh, a brotherhood, a sisterhood, whatever you want to call it. We want to let this thing grow. We want opinions from you. We want ideas from you. We want to know what you guys want to hear. So not only can we impress you all, but we can reach other people that we wouldn't have reached otherwise. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. We're going to continue this on the uh, on the next episode. We're going to break this one up into a couple parts. That way, it's not as long for you guys to listen to. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to the Music Dicks. We'll see you again next time.